On this episode of Deep Thrones, we review Season 4, Episode 4, Oathkeeper, and Season 4, Episode 5, First of His Name. We alternate history to see if King Tommen could have been the best ruler in Westeros in decades. We watch in awe as Jon Snow leads a raid on the mutineers, and we discuss my deep dive into fan theories for Season 8, plus many more hilarious segments. Winter is here. Welcome back to Deep Thrones. This is season four, episodes four and five. I, of course, am Sims. My partner Sheedy's here. What's up? Hey, how's it going? And we also have a guest in studio, Cassie. What's up? Hello. Thanks for having me back. So two now, time, you're a recurring guest. Yeah. Recurring guest. You are. Uh, you now are. I think just behind Brendan. How many times has Brendan guessed? Three times. Three times. I'll Three beat, times. I'll beat him. Three. Uh, you mo- <laughs> we, we almost, almost had a, a mishap, folks. Yeah. I almost knocked over the wine. These uh, new glasses—they're the almost broken. Glasses. Yeah, uh, yeah. You you have the potential to catch up to Brandon. Yeah, well, you, fuck Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Brandon. Yeah. I love you, Brandon. And if Brandon doesn't text us by Tuesday to talk about this, that's just proof he doesn't listen anyway. <laughs> True. Um, so I want to be the first to wish you, you awesome listeners happy Black History Month. Um, and I would like to be the second, and it's okay that I was second. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, what's that called? Um, uh, affirmative what, action. Affirmative action, right. yeah. I was going to say, like, right. authoritative action. I thought you were going to say, like, appropriation. I was like, no, that would be if I built, like, a Whole Foods. <laughs> Yeah, good old gentrification. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, shout out to all the uh, black cast members off the top of my head. That's Grey Worm, Sandy, Saldor San. Zaro's on Doxus. Zaro's on Doxus. R.I.P. Chilling in the vault. Yeah. I'm sure some dumb Yeah, he's still there. He might yeah. hate that girl and still be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's surviving yeah. off that chick yeah. right now. He's uh, drinking his own fish. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's enough pee to go around, folks. Uh, that's, yeah, Grey Worm, of course, and Masandi, who is by far up there as one of the most beautiful characters on the show. Yes. Yeah. Fact. Fact. Forget Danny, Masandi. Well, I'm not going to forget her. Oh! oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Restraining order. Fucking right. Uh, so you wanted to discuss some popular fan theories that you were reading up on. So I've gotten really big into fan theories as of late about what will happen in Season 8, and mostly YouTube videos. I'm not on, like, the dark web or the Reddit's. Because I feel like there could be potential spoilers by, uh, you know, people from the crew. Shit gets weird on the Reddit threads sometimes. Just in general. Yeah. yeah. Um, do, you, so do you remember when uh, a trade in the MLB was broken last year by a guy on Reddit? Katy Perry's booty hole. <laughs> Dude, I worked. That was a coworker of mine that I worked with. Katy Perry's booty hole was a coworker. Of yours? Yes, and get he the... broke an actual huge trade on Reddit. He has an inside source. Yes, and Katy Perry's booty hole got the scoop. And the fact that this kid's name was was Katy Perry's booty hole was just the oh funniest. My God. Thing. Like this kid, his name was Mark, and like he was like kind of like creepy. Like he was one of those guys that he just like would talk to you. For as long as you would let him. Like, if, yeah. if you didn't walk away, like, try to, like, slide out of there. Man, you what, if, what if he's listening right now? You've been blast. No, no, this is a compliment. Hey, right? you know, okay. Yeah, whatever. He's Katy Perry's booty hole. He, yeah. He's like, so the best was when guys scoop on Twitter. John Heyman, the famous ESPN writers, all the big writers that everyone follows for the scoop will say, like, oh, this guy had it first to kind of compliment the writer who got the scoop. And to so see all of these say. dudes <laughs> giving credit of the scoop to Katy Perry's booty hole oh and Wet Butt 23, because Wet Butt 23 had the scoop second. Oh, okay. I think he was actually the Wet Butt guy. I don't, yeah. I don't think he was. Katy, Katy Perry's, Perry's booty hole and Wet Butt both had the scoop pretty early on. Wow. 
Yeah, so shout out Katy Perry's booty hole and wet yeah. butt. I'll take both of them. I'll take both. Um, <laughs> I got a wet butt right now. It's very hot in here. Um, so I'm, so I am. Yeah, my dog pissed all over the rug moments ago. Uh, I, so I'm balls deep in some fan theories, and one of my favorite ones is season eight, and and then with the Night King, the prince that was promised is going to play a huge role inside this battle with the Night King. Yes. And we don't know who the prince that was promised was. Some people think it's the princess and that it's Daenerys. Some people think it's Jon. Who has Lightbringer? Is Longclaw going to be Lightbringer? You know, who knows? Or is the prince that was promised going to be the inevitable spawn of Jon and Daenerys? Nobody actually knows. Or is it but, Stannis Baratheon? Or is it, oh, nope. <laughs> My theory is that the prince that was promised, based on what I've read from the YouTubes, is that when John and Daenerys have their baby, that's why the Night King is back after all these years. Is because he he can see through the what's it called the Weirwood or some shit. Weirwood trees. Yeah. He he has that ability as Bran, but some people believe that the Night King can even have glimpses of the future. So the prince that was promised to me was a pact that the children made with the Night Walkers years ago, or the White Walkers. I'm sorry, and that they said like we will have a prince for you one day, Night King, that you can carry on your legacy, and that's what he's doing. He's coming back to collect what was promised to him, a prince. And that'll be Daenerys and John's child. Now, I'm sure there's huge holes in that theory, but that's the fun thing about fan theories is that if there's even one connection, you could pretend that it has Yeah, you can just take it and run with it. I I do, I agree with you on one part where I do think that John and and Danny's kid will be the prince that was She's definitely going to be pregnant, right? Because they literally talk about how she can't get pregnant moments before he bangs her. Yeah. Because he definitely was like, noted. (laughs) I think, I'm trying to remember where I read this, but I read somewhere... Um, it, it might have been like a prediction or it might have been actually something that was leaked, but they were saying that Danny's not going to be able to participate in a lot of the battles because she's going to be pregnant. Um, so she's just going to tell Drogon, like, go. Or, well, how does she... Or, or maybe John mounts him. Ooh. Dragon Rider, Targaryen uh, blood. But then there's the theory that John will have to kill Daenerys. Will that be post or pre-birth? I, do you believe? And, do you believe John will kill Daenerys? In my opinion, I think Danny dies giving childbirth. Because doesn't Lightbringer have to be born out of a sacrifice? That's what they say out of your most like loved one, the Nisa Nisa. But isn't that is the, technically? I mean, that could be like a sacrifice in itself. That she's sacrificing her life for this child. That's true. So then yeah. she'll die, and the Lightbringer will be born. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe the the kid who is the prince that was promised killing his mom. Yeah. Is like the Nisa Nisa killing. Which know. would be a weird form of serendipity, too, because her hand is Tyrion, who did the same thing, right? He That's killed why Cersei hates Joanna him, because he Lannister. killed his mom. Yeah. Interesting. I, I mean, I could I could see it. I definitely think, like, we're not seeing whoever the prince that was promised is. I don't think we've seen him on screen yet. I don't think it's John. Him or her on screen. I don't yet. think it's John. I don't. I think it's him and Daenerys' spawn. Or maybe I don't know. A lot of people are saying maybe like if Jamie kills Cersei, then it's him. Maybe He'll he have into him. Yeah. And then he's we got to trust his left hand to get to the Night King. Fuck, hey, Mister Left Hand, Mister Oh shit, <laughs> shout out. It's, it's Jamie Lannister this whole time. Booty Eater Gang. <laughs> <laughs> and we go full circle. Yeah. <laughs> Comedy is a circle. Chaos is a ladder. <laughs> uh, and then finally, the last thing we want to do before we hop into this intro is Chris has something he wants to tell you guys about our scheduling. So we're going to be switching up our, our game plan a little bit here. So we figured out that if we keep up with this two episode per episode of the podcast, we're not going to be able to be on time with the season eight release, which is what, April 14th, I think? 
Yes. April 14th is the release. Yeah. Okay. So we're planning on doing viewings here, right? And then recording right after right. the episode. So we're going to be coming at you guys fresh. Right. So with this change of pace here, yeah, we're going to be basically skipping all the insignificant episodes. Don't worry. We're still going to do recaps and, and kind of like an analysis of what happened in the episodes that we skip. But they are a little bit less significant. So we're still going to cover, you know, your battles of the bastards. Um, Watchers on the Wall, Hard Homes, Hard Homes, Mountains like, and all Vipers, those, all those, all of season seven. Episodes. We've yeah. scheduled it out. It's all going to work. And at one point, before we get to Battle of the Bastards, we'll have a whole episode dedicated to six and five, mm-hmm. where we just talk about what we've kind of skipped. Right, and then we're also going to have a preview of season eight, so that'll be like a fifteen to twenty minute. Uh, episode that we'll release individually from like the rest of season seven and it'll just be all that we know about season eight so far so um you know if you're not a big into spoilers that might be one that you want to skip and then um also predictions for season eight yeah so that'd be a lot of fun and like i said me and chris's game plan as of now is that me and him are gonna and probably we'll get some guests too for fun we're gonna watch the episodes live as they appear to you guys on sunday night's in April, down here on the casting mm-hmm. couch of Castamere, and we're gonna watch them, and then right, and we're gonna take notes while we watch them, and right after we're gonna go into a fresh recording and hopefully give you guys uh, what we think will be. I think it'll be a great season. Hell Again, yeah. the running times have a lot of people nervous, but I, I'm giving the show writers the benefit of the doubt. We're gonna make pod babies regardless of what we get. Listen, we're we're all Thrones fans here. True. Whatever mm-hmm. they could give us five minutes, and we're yeah. gonna be like shit. They released thirty second trailers, and people are like. Coming out with theories and stuff all the time. That's exactly so, right. We'll be Gucci. I remember when Dark Knight Rises came out, I was so in bed with the Dark Knight that I remember almost telling myself, like, even if it's trash, I'm going to love it. Yeah. 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 And I loved it. So, without further ado, unless you have anything else to cover, no, should we jump, in, jump into the review? Let's jump into a very special uh, Black History Month edition of Deep Thrones. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so, I'm raising my fist right now, so <laughs> you, guys, <laughs> you guys have yeah, a visual. And this is very fitting. <laughs> Episode 4, uh, Oathkeeper, starts with Grey Worm learning from Masandi how to read. She's teaching him. Can you explain to us why that's very fitting? <laughs> <laughs> it's very fitting. Because we just mentioned them for Black yeah, History yeah, Month. I'm giving you a hard time. <laughs> Listen. Come on, gang. <laughs> hey, hey, homie. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, so he's just quickly learning, like, and this is less about him learning, and it's more about when Daenerys and uh, Barriss and Selmy come in, and they kind of, like, look at those two, because they're planting the seed that Masandi and Grey Worm have a... Uh, the relationship connection. building right now. Relationship yeah. building. And I think she even asks him... Uh, no, not yet, but at one point she even inquires about some of those guys in his team that have been going to a brothel. Yeah. And she's like, how does that work? And he's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I think she's less concerned about what they're doing and more concerned well, yeah. with like how he works. You can there, even you know? see like yes between them when the little session is going on. Like there's like you can see it in the air. There's like oh, a, yeah. Yeah. an attraction there. They're Some pretty fireworks. close to each yeah. other. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah. little like little twilight twitches and movements. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Daenerys comes in though, and she's like, hey guys. And it's kind of like when your mom comes in. When you have a girl yeah. over, and you guys are on the couch, and you both quickly are like, you know. <laughs> sit up straight, sit up hands straight, to yourself. Hands to yourself. Uh, you zip up your pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, that normal game. Uh, and then she says to Grey Worm, she's like, yo, we got business to attend to. Uh, the Unsullied then infiltrate Marine. They go in as slaves uh, mm-hmm. into where the slaves are kept, and then they kind of give them a bunch of weapons and say, mm-hmm. your fate is in your own hands. And they, the slaves were actually speaking amongst themselves, trying to figure out what they should do. Yeah. Um, since Danny arrived, they're like, okay, it's our time to make a move. Some people were more conservative and just like, there have been slave revolts before. They failed. We're all going to die. 
And then Grey Worm shows up right on time, gives them all these weapons. They're like, yo, it, you got to take your own freedom. And then uh, they ended up taking the city. They do take the city. And is that when Daenerys makes the call to uh, crucify the masters? 1-800-CASH-NOW. Yeah, 1-800-1877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she, she dialed that number, and then they crucify the masters. Yeah. So Which, let, let's, let's discuss that briefly. What, did you think that was the right call? So, yeah, I did. I was for it. I think a little yeah. a little schoolyard justice where I'm from, you know. Okay, um, it's a, it's a bold choice. We've we've discussed this at length on the pod before, but my opinion is when you have prisoners or even people who have committed a crime of high birth or um, like wealthy status, it's always better to keep them as hostages. You have right. so much more leverage. I mean, they're not going to do anything as they're in a cell or something, you know. So. Why Why just risk pissing everybody off and murdering them when you can... I agree. I admit that it's the wrong call in that respect, but I'm for it because I'm just like a vengeful person. <laughs> Shit, remind I me think, not to piss I you off. I think of myself in terms of when I watch Game of Thrones and like, what would Tyrion do? And Tyrion, I think, would have strongly advised against her crucifying them. Yeah. But I'm still for it because they, they... I mean, seeing those little kids at those mile markers was yeah. terrible. Yeah. I think that... It's, you think? I that think. I think <laughs> if I had to guess. I think she made the right call because I feel like they would have just fallen back into their old ways. Because I think that the masters, like, if she, like, imprisoned all of them, they would have found a way to, like, somehow talk the slaves back into, like, I'll give you X, Y, and Z to, like, let me be your master again. Yeah. yeah I guess, I mean, how many... What did what they say? There's like 100 miles or something? Some miles, yeah. 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 So that, I guess that would be a lot to imprison. Maybe imprison like the top of them all, like the t- head of the families or something. Yeah, I think though she just took the city and was looking for like an initial power move. Yeah. Uh, but from there, we get a good scene. Jamie and Brown are doing some training. Oh, Brown. Yeah, a little Jamie and Brown time. I love it. And then Bron kind of gives Jamie shit because he's like, you haven't visited Tyrion yet? Like, yeah. what the yeah. fuck? And then Jamie visits Tyrion. It's a really good scene. It's, it's very touching. Anytime that you see... Well, I mean, we've talked about this before, but even when, like, Cersei and Tywin... Or, I'm sorry, Cersei and Tyrion or Jamie and Tyrion, like, that's such a cold-hearted family. It's, like, mm-hmm. cool to see touching moments with them. Yeah. And Jamie, like, sincerely wants to help out Tyrion. He is kind of inquisitive at first, like, did you actually do it? And Tyrion's like, come on, there's no way like, I can kill you your kidding? son. Yeah. 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 Well, well, your first ever hottest moment was brotherly love between Tyrion and, and Jamie Lannister. Yeah, that's shit. Put that one in the record book. Put that man. one in the record book. I'm a big fan of Tyrion Pulling and Jamie's relationship. Yeah. I listen. I listen to the podcast. Uh, so from there... Uh, we get a little Sansa and Baelish on the ship headed to the Eyrie. Sansa has a lot of questions for Baelish, and Baelish, as always, has a lot of answers. He's never... You could ask Baelish anything, and he's got an answer. He's got an answer. Oh, Sansa, I got all the Whether it's smoke and mirrors or actual... <laughs> She's actual like, what are you going to do when we get the area? And he's like, I'm fully prepared to suck the dick. <laughs> I'll suck all the dicks out. So. Uh, but she's asking him, like, she'll, she's like, did you kill Joffrey? And he's like, no, but I have powerful friends who wanted that vile boy dead. And then he brings up the necklace and how mm-hmm. it's, it's just filled with vials of poison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he doesn't really admit to perpetrating anything himself, but Sansa is able to piece together that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But Sansa wanted Joff dead more than anyone, so she's not at all pissed at him for doing it. Mm-hmm. No, and the, honestly, her fleeing, which is a great moved by her because she would have no doubt been murdered yeah. in essence makes Tyrion look all the more guilty yeah like he has, so it's it's kind of a double-edged sword in that respect yeah 
A little, it's a kind of like a light bringer in that respect. <laughs> um, so the You've next, had better jokes than that. Yeah, you know, we hey, you got to sift through some duds. Uh, from there, we get uh, Olena and Marjorie discussing the future, and Olena is, and this is a great scene. That, the way like, this ties is filmed. in perfectly. From- it, yeah, the necklace and stuff. She's playing with Marjorie's yeah. necklace, and mm-hmm. she says, "I never would have let you marry that vile boy." Mm-hmm. And she admit, I think, doesn't she admit in that scene that she basically yeah. said it without all saying it, she yeah. admits it. Yeah. If you can't connect the dots from yeah, the way that scene's it, filmed, you can tell by yeah. Marjorie's Marjorie's face. She knows. She like, knows. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I was just gonna, yeah. No, oh. go ahead. <laughs> uh, and from there, we got a little John training at Castle Black. Uh, with Sir Alistair ripping on him, which pisses yeah. I hate how much Sir Alistair like. Does it ever he explain why him. he hates him for no reason? It's they having is, is it because he's like highborn, even though he's a bastard. But the wall is guarded so. by incompetent idiots. Yeah. Yeah. Here is this up and comer yeah. who's so good. It makes no sense to me. I think at this point now, Alistair sees John as more of a threat to his own power because yeah. the, the Night's Watch is kind of up for grabs right now. They never voted for a new Lord Commander. So, John trying to step into her leadership role is a direct threat to Alistair. That's true. That's true. And and also, at this point, too, is when Locke from, gets there to join the Night's Watch. Locke, of course, is a plant from the Boltons. Mm-hmm. Locke even goes up to Jon Snow at one point. He's like, who are you, huh? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm Jon Snow. And then Locke's like, all right, this is who I need. Mm-hmm. I need to follow him because he'll lead me to Bran because I need Bran and Rickon because they're the threat to the Boltons. So, Locke shows mm-hmm. up to uh, Castle Black History Month. And he's <laughs> from here on forth. We'll refer to it as Castle Black History Month. Uh, and so he's he's hanging out there just now. for this month, though. Yeah, just, just for this month. <laughs> in uh, March, it's gone. <laughs> I do actually like when I see Locke like performing and like training and stuff at Castle Black. I'm like, man, he could have been a good brother yeah. to nice watch. I was just telling John before he got here that it's been so long since I've like seen it before, and like mm-hmm. I space out the episodes a lot that. When I first saw Locke, I was like, oh man, he's a great addition to yeah, the Night Watch. Like, sure. I totally didn't even put two and two together that, like, he's with Bolton's. Like, yeah. <laughs> he it, has motives. Yeah. It, it would have, like, because he's got to be probably the second or third best fighter that gets up there behind oh, John sure. and Alistair. Right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, you could add in, um, what's the guy's name? Ed. Ed Tull is good. Ed. But he's not, he's more of like a. A little sneaky. He's the sneaky yeah. boy. Grin, but definitely Grin's, not. Grin's strong as fuck, but he's Grin not. proves his worth. Yeah. But it's they're all a few few episodes away from that yet. Yeah. Um, but from there we get a good a good Cersei and Jamie scene. Uh, which it's been a while yeah. for some good Cersei Jamie action. Uh, and Cersei also kind of tests Jamie's loyalty a little bit. She yeah. questions him about Catelyn Stark, she questions him about his friendship with Tyrion. Uh, no Brienne of Tarth questioning, but she had already done that. So she's kind of mm-hmm. testing the limits to see if Jamie has uh, the family's interests in his heart or his own. She's full-blown psycho mode right now because yeah, she, she just doesn't like trust anybody. Yeah. Yeah. A little paranoid. I mean, it's a, you, Well, when your son gets poisoned like, yeah, and you don't know who true. did it, you got to interrogate everyone. Right? I think the more amazing thing would be her not expecting Joffrey to get poisoned. Like, who wouldn't want that kid dead? Yeah. She does she start to that, admit... Though. Like, even in her conversation with Marjorie... Like you don't think I know like the son I have like yeah. he did things that shocked me and stuff. I was just gonna say like she admits Marjorie's throughout like me these too. two yeah. episodes <laughs> that uh, that she just couldn't control Joffrey. Mm. Right, and that's a, I think that's one of the great scenes we talked about before was when Tywin. Remember when Cersei says to him, she's like, "Well, then if you think it's so easy, then why don't you control him?" And he looks at her and goes, "I will." Yeah. Great scene. Great scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from there, we get one of the great moments I think in this episode is when Marjorie visits Tommen. 
He's so oh, fucking hyped oh, in the night. My like, God. Who's pitching a tent? <laughs> what a sure. fucking dream come true. You know how often when I was his age, Sir I dreamed of... sitting on his lap. Oh, man. <laughs> and he's just like... Covering. He's like, I would prefer a different pussy. Even <laughs> oh, my God. You, you know how many times as a kid his age, I dreamed of this beautiful woman just walking, just in. walking yeah. in. After us. Holding all the candle. Day. Yeah. I mean, getting right in his face. Yeah, she. I mean, she's just in like she knows. She knows. Even how when to play she kisses him, she does that like hot movie kiss where the girl kind of like kisses him and then kind of smiles like, "Oh yeah, I just wrecked I your life." You, and yeah. the kid's just like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, she. She's Mark. That's why I actually like miss. Well, spoiler alert. That's why I miss March nowadays because like she, she. I thought she was a great. Yeah, um, I love her. Not only like politician, but just like she's devious a little bit. She. You, how old is Tom supposed to be? Like 12, 13? Yeah. Probably younger than that. Really? I think he's like ten or eleven. What were you saying about Marjorie? But she's like devious in the best ways, though. Like she. Yeah. She. I don't think she has any like malice. I don't like, think she's evil. Yeah. She just gets her. She gets her roots and everyone. The evilest thing she's done all show is blue ball the fuck out of Tom and right here. Because <laughs> that kid, she left and he was like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> but my she, pants hurt. Remember when she was like, just like yeah, when she was talking to um, uh, Baratheon, Renly Baratheon, Renly, yeah. and he, she's like, do I need to bring my brother in to like get you going, like? Yeah, she was, like she's just real. Yeah. I love her. That scene for me was an like, emotional Whoa. scene. <laughs> that was an emotional scene for me. I was not expecting it. She just needs a prince in her. Yeah. That's it. Well, <laughs> purple rain. <laughs> um, and from there, uh, Jamie has a great scene with Brienne. This is where this episode gets its title, where Jamie gives Brienne uh, beautiful armor. In essence, he's knighting her for keeping her promises mm-hmm. to him. And he also gives her the sword that was promised to him from... Uh, from Tywin. Tywin, which in hindsight, that's a Valyrian steel sword, which that's is proven amazing. to kill White Walkers. Oh, yeah. So you probably I mean, that's, wanted those that are before. priceless. There's only so yeah. many in the in the known world. But he gives it to Brienne, and she names it Oathkeeper. Quick question: Can those only kill the White Walkers, or can they also kill the Whites? Because I know they can kill the high-ranking boys. So like, so like anything can kill Whites. Yeah. Like you, but like, ideally, you want to use either Valyrian steel, fire, or, or dragonglass. That's dragon kills glass. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, if you like. If you, like, chop a white in half, like... Or, he's useless for a while. He can crawl yeah, there, but he's useless. Yeah, yeah. They just gotta get to the Night King, because when you kill the high-ranking guys, everyone they they've die, turned right? dies. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Night King, obviously, is the OG. So, honestly, what if you just kill the children of the forest? Hot take. Ooh, wild. Oh. Wild. Uh, wild? <laughs> I'm out here with these wild takes. Uh, and from there, we get a quick Sam worrying about Gilly, which is stupid, because uh, no one cares about <laughs> Sam scenes at this point. Do you like Sam? I love Sam. I do like Sam a lot, but it's like, okay, let's get on with this. Like, more, more his, of other things. His voice drives me nuts, but he's like, Gilly, I tried to warn you. He's he so like, sweet. He is a sweetheart. a sweetheart. He is a sweetheart. I'd rather be with John. And then he, but then he also mentions, like, I, I tried to bring Bran back. Like, I really yeah. tried my hardest. So that, yeah. that was kind of... That was touching. Yeah. And John knows he's sincere. Mm-hmm. Yes. He is sincere. And then this and then this leads to the scene where John rallies up the boys mm-hmm. and he's going north to take out the mutineers oh yeah boys. he like cause uh, it's Alistair wouldn't commission any men to go with him yeah. so he had to get volunteers and then like all the good boys stood up mm-hmm. like Grand Pip Locke stood up towards the end Alistair's Ed, like well shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> so at first too Alistair said no to this idea but Janice Slint got in his head and he said just so you know there's gonna be a vote for Lord Commander soon and do you want to be taking orders from the bastard the rest of your career here Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why he, I think, agreed to it. I think he was hoping the mutineers would kill him. Yeah, probably. I think that, and he could gauge like 
how much the Night's Watch actually likes John. He's like, well, if no one goes with him, this is good for me. Yeah. True. True. It do be like that. It, yeah. That's showbiz, baby. <laughs> showbiz. <laughs> baby. Uh, and then, so Rass uh, fucks with Ghost a little bit. Uh, we get a lot of North of the Wall shit here. Um, and then Rast also, like, they, Carl, like, one of the girls has a boy baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Carl, who's in charge, he's the mutineer right now, Craster's Keep, who's in charge, he, he makes Rast take the baby to the woods, because that's what... That's what Craster did. Craster used to do, and he does it, and then I think he, the White Walkers come to get it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he runs off. He takes off. And then they take it to, like, a, a little, like, altar, like an ice altar, yeah. kind of, and the night... You, this is, uh, is this our first time seeing I the Night King? I think it's the first This is the time, first time yeah. we see the Night King yeah. in the series, yes. And he walks up to the baby and touches the baby, and then he becomes, like, a cute little White Walker baby. His yeah. eyes turn blue. Yeah. He becomes an Aryan little... This is this is Adolf's dream right here. <laughs> he looks like, uh, he looks like Baby Mims in Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Baby Mims. Yeah. Heavy Black History Month, bro. Daddy misses you. <laughs> no, um, no, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't even care. Uh, so also, um, Bran hears the baby, and I believe they get captured at this point by uh, Bran and the gang. Jojen and all of them get captured by the mutineers at, mm-hmm. at, at Craster's Keep because yeah. they hear the baby. He wargs into summer, goes to see it, and then he sees Ghost. He falls into a trap. And then Bran and the gang get captured. Hodor in the reeds. This is also one of these funny, funny parts where, like, there's a plan and it just miserably fails. Like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, we should do a Mount Rushmore plan a or failed, failed plans. plans. Yeah, like, Jamie's would be up there. <laughs> Jamie's like, escape. This one, like, they're, like, trying to, like, sneak in and free Ghost and they just immediately get caught fail. right away. Yeah, yeah. immediately. <laughs> like, like, yeah, great stuff. They're like, we need a distraction. And Jojen was like, caw caw <laughs> Bird. Bird noise. Uh, so that was uh, episode four, Oathkeeper. Yeah. You would think, wouldn't, like, why wouldn't Bran just try to warg into Ghost and, like, try to, like, break out of the cell? That's but, true. He can warg into Johns, right? Yeah. Can he do it from, like, do you have to be within a certain range? That would suck. Or do you have to be able to, like, see them? I don't think so, because no. he goes, like, hunting and stuff, and you don't see somewhere... Yeah. I don't well, I think mean, so. I mean, to yeah. initially do it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, That's once he becomes a three-eyed raven, though, no, he can, no, he can yeah, do yeah, three point he can do He's open as soon as he steps into the gym. Curry. Yeah, yeah, he's got that Steph Curry range. Once he, cross, <laughs> once he crosses half court, you got to get on him. <laughs> um, so let's go into episode five. First of his name, does anyone have anything they want to say really quick about Oathkeeper? Uh, good episode. But it was a good episode. This we'll, is why we'll they pay it. us the big bucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a good episode, it's good. I guess. It's good. It's good time. Uh, Lord Mims of House Mimmingsworth, first of his name. So I downloaded that Game of Thrones app game. Oh, yeah, how's that work? Game of Thrones. It's fun. Yeah. And you can actually make your own sigil, your own banner, you make your own house. Oh, sure. But everything in it is like buy-ins. And I was yeah. going to say, you probably have to drop a good amount of money to be relevant. Right, and I'm not willing to do that, so my house is it's fucked. I used to play. I used to play one of those type of games, and we used to. I forget the name of it, but we used to. Oh, Grappolis. You have, you guys remember Grappolis? There's commercials all the time, and me and my uh, buddies on the football team used to play all the time. And I was the only one who dumped money in, so oh, uh, I ended up being like the last to survive. We got swarmed by these bad bad boys that oh. came on our island and just fucked oh. all of us up. I hate bad boys. <laughs> but I actually. All right. Yeah. This is a story for another day. We need to get into this next episode. This will be on the, the uh, outtakes. We'll continue next episode. Yeah. Um, so for episode five, first of his name, obviously you can assume that Tommen will be sworn in in this episode. 
Uh, and that's where we start. Tommen is sworn in as king. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's like, after he's king, he gives Marjorie the eyes a little bit. And then yeah. the eyes are like intercepted by Cersei. She kind of just like pops <laughs> She <in>. slides <laughs> it? <laughs> she, she pulls a Chris Collins away, slides it. Slides it. She pulls, a, she pulls a Baelish. He's always around a corner. He's always sliding. Like, oh. <laughs> just a slippery boy. He's a slippery, slippery boy. boy. Cersei's a little slipperier. She just got to slide. She intercepts the eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so she comes over and then has a, t- a chat with Marge at yeah. that point. Um, and Marjorie's which, a bad liar here. When she's like, "Oh, I know, I'm just, I'm still shook about Joffrey," and Cersei's like, "You want to marry Tom?" I, but like, that's one of those things where like she's expected to say it anyway. So like, yeah, just, like you just. But like, say even it, Cersei you know. knows because even after Marjorie says like, "Oh, I haven't even given thought to it," she just goes straight into, "Well, he's gonna need help if yeah. you're gonna do this." Yeah, yeah, and Cersei gets it. She knows how the game is played. Oh yeah, she taught Ned how the game was played. Remember, player. master player. Masturbator. <laughs> Daenerys, uh, and from there, we see that Daenerys finds out Joffrey is dead. Uh, in this scene, a lot of stuff happens. So she finds out Joffrey's dead and the throne is yeah, up for grabs. Yeah, there's a lot of information spilled uh, out. And then Dario apparently stole a navy. And then also... Yeah, the just wise... casually. Just like... Yeah. yeah. Just casual just like, mention. Like, yeah, I just got 98 ships. You can't whatever. compete with a man like that. Hey. You can't compete with a dude who's just stealing boats. She's like, she's like, I didn't tell you to do it, so why'd you do it? He's like, I thought you liked ships. <laughs> I thought you liked ships. He's like, yeah. can I surprise you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, she, was, she was into it, though, for yeah. sure. But she was the job for She really looked away like... Like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she, he knew, and then he was like, "I got money left over. We should go to Olive Garden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's our anniversary. Endless <laughs> breadsticks." breadsticks. Yeah. Uh, but she even at one point is like, "Well, since Joffrey's dead, is now the throne right for the mm-hmm. taking? Let's go." And everyone was like, "Well, we got to hold up a little bit." Uh, I think everyone was like for it except for Jorah. Jorah yeah. was a little hesitant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which alternate history? You know. Well, you let's know. let's be. He makes a good point. Yeah. I mean, she has nine thousand so, people. Yeah. Or 9,000 fighting men, so like you wouldn't be able to take King's Landing with that. No well, you could take King's Landing with it, but you wouldn't not be the able Seven to, Kingdoms, yeah. You wouldn't be able to rule put up a fight for the mm-hmm. for Westeros because none of those houses have loyalty to them, you know. Everyone's up for grabs right now, yeah. Uh, and also, she finds out something that's kind of troubling at the end of the scene, which is the wise masters of the towns that she has left before she gets to Marine have revolted, mm-hmm. uh, and that essentially that she's not ruling at all. She's leaving these towns in ruin, in essence, and yeah. then they're going back to their old ways. They even, um, in, what was it, I think Yunkai, Yunkai um, yeah. the wise masters are back in control, but yeah. in Astapor, a butcher named Cleon yeah, like, some... took over, mm-hmm. um, which basically, oh. I mean, they go into more details in the books, but like people are just being like murdered in the middle of the street and shit in Astapor. Really? Yeah. Pretty, pretty wild stuff. So, from there, <laughs> Baelish and Sansa arrive at the Eyrie. And I love Baelish. She's just always, oh, she's just, just, just the Eyrie Sansa. Dude, I got super high before I watched the, the uh, Oath Keeper. And Baelish was talking, and I just couldn't focus on what he was saying. His head just laughing. starts spinning. It's, oh, oh, oh. It's oh, just oh. like, because I was just imagining you talking as him. So, I was just cracking <laughs> up the you whole just, time. My face morphs into his. <laughs> Sansa. And that's Baelish. He's, he's a creepy boy. Uh, and again, yeah. he's great in The Dark Knight Rises. Check it out. Dies five minutes into the movie. Um, but so they get there. They meet Liza. Liza knows that Sansa is Sansa. Even though she's got like black hair. She dyed it. Looks really good with dark hair. Well, no, uh, no she has the she red has hair at this hair. point. Is it back? She's got the red hair when she shows up. She dyes it while she's there. Oh. Because remember, she, she took off the hood and she's got the sa- pretty much the same exact hair color as Liza does. Yeah, does. That's right. That's right. I love her dark hair, though. Yeah, she uh, looks great. Oh, she looks. She just looks. She just looks great. Yeah. she's a cutie. She's yeah. a cutie. Uh, but so, 
Liza then is pumped to see Baelish and Sansa. Oh, my niece is here. And then, Must you know, yeah. And then she kisses Baelish. And then she's like, let's get married now. And Baelish is like, okay. And then she's like, and also, I'm going to, you're going to fuck me really loud. And it's oh, like, what the God. fuck, dude? It's brutal. Screaming. Screaming. Like, Baelish at one point was from like, stop. Because, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's almost, it's more, it's it almost as more annoying than anything else. You're just oh, like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Are you okay? It's a lot going on. <laughs> Yeah, I would, yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't work too well. She's a sick fuck. <laughs> she likes a quick fuck. She likes a loud fuck. Yeah. And you know Baelish was like, I'm sorry, Sata. <laughs> like, there's no chance that Robin didn't hear that. Yeah, but Robin was probably in there like sucking milk out of her Sucking titty, titty. yeah, that's right. Eyes. He loves oh my gosh. Through the moon, he's like, do her in the moon door. <laughs> Make her fly. Make, Make her fly. fly. Yeah. yeah, Baelish had to hate that. Uh, just knowing Bela, she was probably like, oh, God. Because at this point, he still loves Kat, even though she's oh, yeah. dead. He loves Sansa. Yeah. And Liza is a uh, necessary a annoyance. Tool. Yeah, she's a, she's a tool for him. Yeah. She's a tool for him. He could easily manipulate her to do anything. That's I why mean, he's he currently there. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, he probably would wishes he could manipulate her to shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then from there, we get a little Cersei and Tywin discussion. Uh, and here you can see Cersei's taking notes. She's learning a little bit from Tywin. It's not one of their cattier scenes. She's learning kind of the game of the money that Tywin plays. But she's playing her own little game there, though. She's being Sneaky. nice and submissive, Cersei. But she knows when she wraps up the end of the conversation, she ties it back to like getting uh, Tyrion to be pronounced guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, which Tywin goes, you know, I can't talk to you about that. I'm a judge. Like, can't have any under the table yeah, dealings. Yeah, she still spits her she, truth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's, uh, and it's funny because, like, she knows Tyrion didn't do it. I was going to say, do you honestly think she thinks Tyrion did it or is she just more mad and wants to point the blame and... Uh, yeah, I think she's just, like, she's just super and mad is... and she's been trying to get rid of Tyrion Yeah, for so this long. is, like, an easy way. Capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, from there we get a good scene. Uh, Arya listing with the Hound. Her and the Hound are hanging out and she's doing mm-hmm. her lists. She's, uh, listing names of people she wants to kill. And the hound's not on it at this point, but then he pisses her off. Yeah, so, he, so uh, she goes like, what would you do if the mountain were here right now? Of course, speaking to the hound. And then he goes, I don't know, I'd probably, I'd probably tell him to shut the fuck up while I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she rolls over and then whispers the hound as, as her last name. And then he like looks at her like, what the fuck? Weird flex. Yeah. Uh, and from there also we get a good uh, Sansa and Liza are discussing Catelyn Stark. We got a phone call. We got a phone call to the back. We got a phone call to the pod. Friend of the pod, phone call to the pod. Uh, her dog's getting groomed. And they they were going to call to tell her when it's ready. Is Cash looking good? She's not going to pick it up. looking great. <laughs> that dog's never getting picked up. That dog, we'll never see that dog again. He's gone. Speaking of dogs, uh, Sheedy's dog just peed all over the studio. Uh, well, like today. just <laughs> it was like two hours ago she's old alright Chris well, you're lucky I don't pee all over this the studio this is like studio. R. Kelly's studio at this point You, this basement's seen some shit alright so <laughs> that's the least of your worries alright uh, so where do we leave off there uh, Sansa and Liza she's back hey what's hey. up gang Sansa and Liza don't worry my dog is looking being good. picked up by someone <laughs> yeah, well the dog's gone the dog's gone it's gone so Sansa and Liza are discussing Cat, and then out of nowhere, Sansa just gets jealous, or Liza just Liza. gets jealous, oh and just like God. grabs Sansa. She's like, "You think you're hot, huh? <laughs> you think you're hot, shit, huh?" Yeah, and Sansa's freaking out because Sansa's she's being violently shaken by her aunt. Yeah, she's freaking out. Sansa has a like cycle of, oh, 
I'm in a terrible position. I get rescued and I can trust this person. And, and then, then immediately oh, they're I'm like, I'm in a nope. terrible position. I, I think I can trust this person. So Liza steps into that role for a second. And then probably, I think it's like the same, the first night that she's there is that mm-hmm. scene. And she just realizes quickly that Liza's not Team Sansa. Yeah, yeah Peter saves the day a little bit. He comes in with the save. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, everybody calm down. <laughs> Before we do something, we regret. Well, Sansa initially like calmed her down because she's like crying hysterically at this point. Like, no, he yeah. loves you. He doesn't yeah. love me. Yeah. But Liza knows. She, she's like a severely paranoid person, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's plotting everyone's deaths and shit. And she... Well, Liza even knows that Baelish doesn't really care for her. Yeah, because she, she, she was second place to Cat. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. kind of always. Catelyn was awesome, in a way. <laughs> Until She was married to Ned. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, she's not a bull. She's not, it's not a bull. Uh, and then the hound wakes up from his rest. He loses Arya, and then he sees her like sword dancing, or water, training, water dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is training with her sword and he's like what are you doing like that's not how you sword mm-hmm. fight and she's like yeah it is the first sword of bravos did it and he's like yeah well where is he now and she's like he's dead and then Mary he like knocks Trant. her ass down and Trant killed her or killed him and then he's like like laughing huh. in her face about yeah it. he's like huh the the best swordsman in westeros killed by Marin fucking Trant." yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, he, and then she, like, stabs him with needle or tries to, and it doesn't even puncture his armor. And he yeah. just, like, looks and just whacks her down. He's just backhands yeah. her. Yeah. And that's Real a good nice. scene. Good scene for their development. Uh, also, we get a little Oberyn and Cersei doing some garden politics. Mm-hmm. Talking I about Marcella. Oberyn. They have a good moment here where Oberyn even says, like, don't worry, like, Marcella's in Dorne. It's weird because you're always, always in the back of your mind, you're like, I know Oberyn's dangerous, but, like, he seems incredibly sane compared to, like, Cersei mm-hmm. or... I think he's just very honest. Like, everyone knows yeah. how much of a dangerous person he is and how intelligent he is. And, like, he has no reason to he's lie. He's very straightforward, he's, yeah. yeah. They're very woke in Dorne, too, to mm-hmm. use that word. I mean, they are. <laughs> they they literally are, like, they all their policies and their practices are ahead of their time. Whereas the rest mm-hmm. of Westeros is still stuck in its old traditions and stuff. And, like, yeah. he, I think, like... Again, he does insinuate at Joffrey's wedding, like, you know, Marcella's with us, but I don't think he would actually ever yeah. hurt her. I don't think he would ever hurt no, a kid. I, really I don't, don't think so I don't think either. it's in Oberyn's nature. Like, I, I don't know. Even when Tywin goes to see him in the brothel, like, a couple episodes earlier, and he's like, oh, I'm surprised you didn't try to kill me. He's yeah. like, come on, you know me better than that. Like, yeah. Like, people just know that he's a very tactful man. and. But the but the second he can prove that whoever's guilty of killing Elia and her, mm. and her kids, oh, like, yeah. he's going to murder the fuck out of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. no, it's just not at this point. He's biding his time. Right. Yeah. Right. And um, so this is a quick little scene that I don't really want to get too into, but we're just going to touch it. It's a good moment where Podrick talks to uh, Lady Brienne because he's her squire now. Mm-hmm. It was part of the gifts from Jamie, yeah, which is great. Uh, and she's kind of been ripping on him because he's been fucking up a bunch. But then he like tells her like what he did with Tyrion and also like murdering his first man who was that huge Kingsguard guy. Mm-hmm. And he kind of has a touching moment where it kind of like hits him. And Brienne kind of is like, all right, you're okay. And you know, yeah. they have a good moment. And then from there we get to the end scene, which is, you know, it's 20, it's like a 20 minute end scene. So I don't really want to go through it scene by scene. But basically the mutineers are fucking with Bran in the reeds. Like, you know, tell us what you know or whatever. Mm-hmm. You, you got to be Brandon Stark. You're highborn. And then John attacks. And uh, it's fucking great. great. Yeah. Locke kind of double crosses the Night's Watch because he's does, he, he's just there, <laughs> sort of. He's just there to get Bran right. That's mm-hmm. his only goal. Yeah. And uh, Bran wargs into Hodor and cracks the fuck out of his neck. We get some just great shots of John sword fighting. I'm telling you, dude, Kit Harrington looks so fucking cool. Oh, yeah. This scene is so cool. I could watch on a loop Jon Snow 
just sword fighting. There's got to be a compilation on YouTube. Um, okay. Yeah. You know a thing or two about online compilation torture. Big compilation guy. Big compilation. Big compilation boy. Uh, spelled with an O. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes a U. But yeah, no. So pretty sweet scene. All those mutineers get exactly what's coming to them. Um, Carl, we find out, is very skilled with his blades. Turns out he's like one of the biggest cutthroats in King's Landing. Yeah. Um, so he gives John all he can handle. Pretty much, he's ready to he kill. He beats him. John. Yeah, yeah, and, he does. And then, um, girl stabs him in the back. The one of Craster's daughters. Craster's daughter stabs him in the back, and then he turns around to stab her. And then John drives White Claw through. Like a, an exaggeratingly long time to try and kill her. Like, I think the sword in his back like hurt the yeah, shit out of him. Yeah. Kind of like if you got a then, knife lodged in your back, and you know. And then he was fully prepared to suck Longclaw's dick. Yeah. <laughs> Because it goes through the back of his head and through his mouth. Yeah. And uh, I remember the first time I watched this show. I was sitting at the time in my apartment watching this fucking show. And I got so angry that Bran didn't go to John. I wanted that stark reunion right there. I wanted Bran to see John. And Jojen's yeah. like, he'll never let you go north if you go with him. And it's the decisions that you understand later on. Mm-hmm. But when you mm-hmm. first watch it, you're like, no, just say it. Just be like, hey. I mean, that's that's how Bran was feeling, too, though. Like... Yeah, he wanted to see John. He wanted to see John or like reunite with him so bad. Yeah. But I mean, Jojen was right, though. There's no way that that John would have let him go north. Uh Especially since the Wildling Army is right there, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah. And John kind of. So the sword fighting is so cool. Again, Kit (laughs) Harrington. Fucking. He's so good. I'm not even kidding. Like, he looks great. And then when he walks out after killing him, Grin kills like the last guy. And I thought to myself, I was like, imagine being that dude. Just the last just the guy. Last guy who's yeah. like, well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I not? Can we say yeah. no more? Or do you have to keep fighting? And then uh, they ask the women what they would like. And they're like, we would like to remain north, but we don't want to stay at the keep. So they burn it down. Yeah. yeah. And they just go on their own thing. We don't see them ever again. They'd probably die. They probably would yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Or or join the Wildling Army, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. There's so many characters to keep a hold on, you know? Yeah. Well, not not so much anymore. Mm. All right, After so season eight, even less. That, that was where the episode ended, right? Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's season it. five or season four, episode five, first of his name. So, um, what would you rate these two starting at episode four? Should I go first? Yeah. Yeah. Episode four, I gave a five. Okay. It was a good bridge episode. It actually, so I liked it, but it did get a little long for me as an episode. There's not much action. Mm-hmm. And then episode five, I gave a originally I gave it a six. And I gave it its rating like halfway through it because, again, I was pretty bored. But then Jon Snow started fighting. Yes. And I gave it that 7.136 because it went a little higher uh, okay. because John was killing it. Yeah. John was killing it. And I'm telling you, you put a sword in Kid Harrington's hands and I'm going to watch every time. Okay. Cass? Uh, I gave them both sixes. I, I mean, they Mark, were... Mark of the Beast. Yeah. Mark of the Satan. <laughs> well, that'd be three, not two. Yeah. Well, two, you're halfway there. <laughs> well, you're two-thirds halfway there. there. <laughs> I'm a bit of a mathematician myself. <laughs> Sweaty. Um, I thought they were really good, like bridge episodes. There was a lot of good. There was a lot of like good heartfelt scenes in there and stuff. Yeah. So I liked it a lot. There was a lot of good dialogue. I gave, notes. I gave episode four a five as well. It was. I mean, it was dealing with the fallout of Joffrey's death. So mm-hmm. just a lot of like things to tie Talking. together there. <laughs> and then episode five, I gave a seven and a half. Mm. Episode uh, five, you give a seven and a half. Yeah. Episode we're both very similar. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean that that scene with, with the mutineers really made that episode mm. for sure. 
Yeah. yeah. Again, Jon Snow. I don't know if I've said this before, but Jon yeah. Snow <laughs> with a sword in his hands, folks. Let me tell you. It gave me the it gave me the vapors. I was like, ooh, it gave you my the, lord. It gave you the heebie-jeebies. It gave me the. It had me feeling some sort of way. Nice, right? uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. So first segment, best line slash yas queen. You go I'll first. I lead us off. So my best line was from Tywin Lannister because you know I love my Tywin scenes. Oh yeah. Um, he said, "You don't need to make formal alliances with people you trust." Which, I mean, it's just true. Like, if you have loyal bannermen, you don't really need to, like, marry into the family and stuff. You need to marry, like, your Tyrells that could turn around and switch sides and, you know, completely fuck over your war effort. Right. So. Right. That's true. And then my Yas Queen was from uh, Carl Tanner, the head mutineer of the Night's Watch. He said, uh, (laughs) he said, he's speaking to uh, Rest. He goes, you look like a fucking ball sack. Dude, that's bogus as fuck. But then I looked at it, I'm like, yeah, it kind of does look like a ball sack. (laughs) Um, Cass, your best line? Um, So, I had two best lines that I really liked. One was uh, when Littlefinger was talking to Sansa. And it's really like a tense kind of moment because you almost think Littlefinger's making a pass at Sansa. And she's like, well, what do you want? And he kind of like caresses her. And just so when he says everything... It's like, oh man, like I thought that was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's just, he's just, he's just so he's creepy. Just heavy breathing into yeah. her ear, just then, smells yeah. of Mentos. And he's just like, oh, Mentos. Oh. <laughs> and um, when Cersei is talking to Marjorie and she's very real about uh, Joffrey, she's like, you don't think I know how my son is? Like, you don't, oh, like, yeah. do you think I'm easily, do you think I'm easily shocked? And she says, no, is when I thought that was a really good. Joffrey shocked me. And yeah. then I think you and I both have the same Yas Queen. Is that with Arya? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I got a backup one. Oh, okay. So when Arya's like doing her list and the Hound's like, okay, you could f- fucking finish it already. Get on with it. Oh, and yeah. she just says, the Hound. Like, oh, like that's a good Yas Queen. Do you think that kind of like made him a little nervous at that point? Or do you think he's just like laughing about it? Right now, I think it made him a little nervous. I think if you're ever on a hit list, you're a little nervous. Yeah, true. I don't think so. I think. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, he probably like he probably doesn't he, see her as a threat, but I think it's that, and I think he honestly don't. I honestly think he knows she doesn't want to kill him. Yeah, yeah and then an later she point, she yeah. proves it. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler alert! <laughs> okay, no, you said Marjorie. Okay. Dies. <laughs> Um, so my best line is Lady Olena tells Marjorie she knows Tyrion didn't murder Joffrey and she plays with Marjorie's necklace and says, mm. you don't think I'd let you marry that beast, do you? And again, if you cannot put two and two together, especially after Baelish was just telling Sansa about yeah. the necklace, as she's playing with Marjorie's I necklace. That was a good hot moment, too. It's very hot. Very hot moment. For me, it's it's probably the Tommen. <laughs> I mean, Tommen. shit, if, if Brendan was here, he'd probably be busting loads all over the place. Oh, my God. Uh, he'd be over by the pool table. He'd be walking over there. <laughs> yeah, he'd pee into the same path my dog peed. <laughs> when a dog pees while walking, it's over for him. <laughs> yeah. Um. So my Yas Queen is the hound to Arya about the first sword of Bravos dying to Marin Trant. When he's, you know, you said he said, Marin fucking Trant. Yeah. And uh, when Arya stabs the hound, he knocks her on her ass and he says to her, your friend died because uh, your friend died and Trant didn't because he had armor and a big fucking sword. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meaning at the end of the day, sometimes it's just about the equipment. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Uh, and then, like, the hound was also laughing when, like, Arya right, was like, he didn't even have a sword, he had a stick. And he's like, oh, he had a fucking yeah. stick. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first sword of Bravos had a fucking stick. Yeah. Arya was she so wasn't pissed, making though. it butter first. Yeah, she was oh, shook. Yeah. She was shook. Yeah. Uh, hottest moment. Hottest moment is our next segment. Um, I'll lead us off here. Mine was when Jamie gave Brienne Oathkeeper, and also oh, Podrick yeah. as, like, a little side piece. Mm-hmm. Um... I think like you like we always talk about the relationship building between Jamie and Brienne. I think this is the point where it kind of like reaches a fever pitch, mm-hmm. and they both like kind of exchange a glance where they're like, "Okay, like you're pretty sweet." Yeah, but, we we were just talking about that before you came here, and like the whole Jamie and Brienne situation, and even in the episode before where Cersei basically calls out Brienne, like, "I know you love Jamie," and she's like, nah. oh, "Shit, I do." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Also, um, they, so Cass and John were here earlier than me because I like so serially, I serially show up to Saturday recordings like at least an hour late. Yeah, you're um, on time Thursday. It was an hour. Thursday, it, was, yeah. it was exactly yeah. three o'clock. Yeah, yeah, I mean, listen, I had this little Caesar's ready to rock. Sometimes yeah. you get I'm a little ready. overserved and you stay up till blame, five or blame six the wait staff. And yeah, and sometimes over-served. there's like a car accident and. Most times there are car accidents on Saturdays, actually, which I'm finding, and it's super annoying living on the north side. On the south side, that should never happen. But now, every time I try to get on 9094 and go south, there's always an accident mm-hmm. on Saturday afternoons. Northsiders don't know how to drive. What's their deal? Northsiders. I don't know. They're all just, well, what, are the, what are the Cubs doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are the Cubs doing? Yeah, that's what they're worried about. They're always worried about the Cubs. Yeah. It's all traffic up there. So what do you got for your hottest moment? My hottest moment is when Marjorie visits Tommen. I... I think it's a beautiful scene, but an older, wiser woman taking advantage of a young boy. <laughs> that stuff's on the internet. You can find it. Uh, but it's, I think it's a good scene in terms of, like you said, like you get to see Marjorie playing the game a little bit in the Game of Thrones. And mainly because Sir Pounce the Cat is there, too. Oh, Sir yeah, Pounce is Sir hanging Pounce. out. Like, yeah. Also, like, if I'm him, proper fellow. if I'm him, I'm not saying my cat's name is Sir Pounce. I'm like, this is Maximus. Yeah. Oh, it's Sir Pounce. Anyway, good night. Like, what a nerd. <laughs> You got Marjorie right next to you, dude. Be Tom cool. So Make a move. Innocent, though. Like he's, I know. Yeah. I, love I know. Man. I know. But damn, Marjorie. He really is a good boy. He is. He was like, would you like some supper? Would <laughs> you like some tea and crumpets? I hid, I hid some ice cream in the freezer. Some ice cream. <laughs> yeah. And he's just trying to be a nice boy. But um, so I think that was hot again. Because like we talked about old uh, earlier, like that's like a, that's every kid's dream is to have Marjorie sneaking into their room. Yeah. Using innuendo. Talking about the future. Possibly implementing sex acts. Dude, can we talk about, like, wh- have you guys ever read those articles when it's the hot, like, female teachers and they yeah, snag? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, like yeah. that happens so commonly now. And I'm just like, like, at what point is it like, why would you ever tell? Like, I would just, I would just. If you're a student? Yeah. I would, the parents seem to find out frequently because kids' phones are open. Because kids are dumb. Yeah. yeah. How about this one, though? Why would you ever fuck your student, Chris? Why don't we take it to that angle? Yeah, that's... I mean, that's the obvious. Yeah, yeah come on. Yeah, everyone looks at it from that angle. I'm using my brain power here and going... I think you're not. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what happens when Chris Hansen's in jail. We got boys like this hey, that's walking around. Our, he's in, he's 
that's for fraud. All right. Yeah, that's no, I know. Fraud. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying. I wish he was loose so that he could bust uh, assholes like this. <laughs> bust assholes. I mean, well, the teachers are busting assholes. Oh, <laughs> oh God, it's Yikes. mostly female teachers. Are you saying oh, that yeah. these female teachers are strapping it on and fucking their male yeah. students in the butt? <laughs> well, that, is that what you're insinuating, well, Chris, on record? That would explain why the guys tell all the time. Yeah, so she <laughs> fucked me. I, no way. Nice. No, not nice. That would make them not tell. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I feel like so I would say, so, like, so maybe we have a new strategy for the teachers then. If they don't, I don't think we caught. want to promote this. For teachers. <laughs> We're gonna go to Any the teachers. teachers listening. Don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> teachers Union of America. Me and Chris have ideas for you. Hit us up. We'll First of all, care. if you ever take life advice from this podcast, then you have serious issues. <laughs> I, I don't. Don't I? When I hear things, I've I've listened to old episodes recently. When I hear things that I've said, I'm like, well, don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. like, maybe uh, she actually should file a restraining order against me. Amelia Clark? No, I don't believe it. that's the one thing I don't no, believe. No, no, no. Okay. I think Amelia Clark would be better off if she met me. Whoa. <laughs> well, I mean, her her toes would be a lot cleaner. That's her toes. Sure. Her toes. I don't think she wants to hear you say that. Toes before. sucked. Face sat. <laughs> uh, uh, love had but you know, licked. But licked. <laughs> eating gang. Eaten. So, uh, so Cass, what was your hottest? Where are we? <laughs> Where are we? Whenever we get to the segments, oh, it goes man. off the fucking rails. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, okay, hottest moment. Um, I had a tie. So one was. Uh, Jojen, when they're, like, in the hut, and he's talking about, like, her sister's like, when will we we know when things will end? And he's like, oh, you'll just know. And you see, like, his hand burning. Mm -hmm. I thought that was good, like, foreshadowing, and I thought it was a good hot hot take. Mm -hmm. Literal hot. Literally literally hot. hot. That's good. And then an obvious one is when the Night King touches the baby. Oh, yeah. Chris Hansen. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Like, okay. As would, hot as my basement right now. I would hang out. Well, first of all, I'm Team White Walker to begin King. with. Yeah, but I would also like love a little White Walker baby. That would be cool, a little guy. Like, what would it do? Do they age? Yeah. Does the ones he touched as babies become the high-ranking boys, I would or do they assume, become the right? skeleton boys? I would assume because, I mean, Chrysler has what, like, about twenty daughters. So out of like, that would make sense. There's only a select amount of high-ranking like White Walkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That would make sense that they grow into. Maybe they yeah. grow at an accelerated and pace. You never actually know what they do with the babies, or what the Night King does with the babies when they like sacrifice them to him. Does he have to like? So you actually them? get to see like. Yeah, this is our first time seeing what he happens. He has to like homeschool yeah. all those fucking kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "All right, sit down. Damn, I gotta change this diaper. Get out your calculator. <laughs> yeah." All right, and now uh, we're back to our roots a little bit here. Westeros history for Black History Month. We're back to our roots. Yeah, Westeros <laughs> History Month. Uh, Westeros Black History Month. So <laughs> I'm gonna do Ober Martell, um, mainly because like he's getting a lot of screen. Oh, time. you're gonna do him so good. And this is and this is the only time like in a few episodes he's not gonna be here anymore. So spoiler alert. Spoiler what the alert? fuck? So how is mine any worse than that? He didn't Listen, even warn. I have no filter on the spoilers, but like when you, because you always give me a hard time about the spoilers, so every time you say a little something, you have no I'm filter on the spoilers, there. and I have no filter on the toe sucking. <laughs> yeah. True. I don't know which one's worse. So anyway, so Ober Martel, <laughs> uh, he's uh, he's obviously from Dorne. He's one of the princes of Dorne. Um, he was a younger son, so 
typically, as a younger son, you choose a different path. Cassie, feel free to take a nap, because this is... This That's fine. It's the worst. Um, <laughs> he actually started at the Citadel for a bit, because he was considering becoming a maester. But prior to that, um, and where he kind of got his fame, was he ended up betting one of Lord... What is it? Lord Edward Ironwood's paramours. Ironwood, nice. Okay. So he smangs this chick, and Lord Edgar obviously is pissed about it, so he challenges him to a duel, and it's to first blood, but they both end up taking a couple cuts, and Lord Edgar ends up dying because he was poisoned and the wound festered and stuff. So that's where Oberyn gets the Red Viper nickname from. Um, and then from there, he goes to the Citadel, studies for a little bit, long enough to get his like poison and dark arts chain links, but then pieces out. PhD. PhD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he pieces out. He's like, oh, this life ain't for me. So then he ends up going to work with the Second Sons out in um, out in Essos, and he rides around with them for a hot minute, and then basically he sharpens his poison skills and his fighting skills from there. So that's how he kind of becomes the Red Viper and kicks that's ass and shot. shit, and then he ends up in King's Landing years later um, with those skills. So. There's I, whenever Chris does Westeros History Minute, that's when I take our promotional photos, but we're all too far mm. apart right now, so it doesn't work in selfie mode. What were you talking about? I hope about? you got a good portrait mode of me there, though. I tried, oh, but you're talking, mode. so you look a little yeah. high a little bit. I might be a little high, but that has, <laughs> nothing, like that. That has nothing to do with the portrait yeah. mode picture, okay? I got some good ones, but I'm going to do a little better when you're not talking, because you were really into that. When you talk, yeah. it's hard to get portrait, because portrait mode doesn't really work when someone's moving. So actually, right now, I'm going to take, oh, that's, oh, that, yeah, wow. that's it. Should you not, don't look at me, yeah. Don't look at me. <laughs> I am beautiful. Oh, it's a good picture. It's a crispy picture. I'll Great send it pick. to you. Hashtag Black History Month. Hashtag Black yeah. History Month. Black History Month. Um, Happy Black History Month. So we'll have, to get our group, we'll have to get our group photo this week in non, because we're too far apart. Yeah, yeah. It, it'd be like that. Um, so next segment. Alternate history. Alternate history. Oh, this one is good. Yeah. So John, how about you introduce us to this subject? Here? So I brought this up to Chris, uh, I think in the last podcast, where we talked about if, you know, because we were talking about Tommen, but this applies to the whole show is, Tywin's days are numbered, folks. Spoiler alert. Uh, wait. Spoiler alert. Tywin's days are numbered. That's how you're Good supposed correction. to do that. It's all right. Thank you. <laughs> we'll edit it. It's I say that. Yeah. We never do. We'll get our uh, producer on it. Shut up. Um, shut up. So, if Tywin had lived much longer than he did, I have a withstanding theory that um, Tommen would have been a way better king. Because Tywin was alive during all of Joffrey's reign. Mm-hmm. And Joffrey sucked, but if if he got to be alive during all of Tywin's or Tommen's reign, I think Tywin would have made a huge difference on Tommen's reign for a couple of reasons. One, Tommen was a docile human; he had a good soul. He, I think he would have been a good king. Where he lacked in toughness, Tywin would have made up for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think uh, Cassie also has some interesting takes in regards to uh, the religious fanatics, the Sept mm-hmm. and the High Sparrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's me. Yeah, it was, oh, a, I was, I was a, <laughs> in the business we call that a setup. I was, yeah, okay. I was kicking it over. I was just saying how that whole thing never would have happened. Like, I don't think the high sept ever would have taken over. And I done agree. All that. I don't think Tywin would have ever allowed that. Tywin never just, would have let Cersei give him that power, and even yeah. if she did, he would have cleaned it up. Cersei would, would have well, never gotten into Tommen's head like that. Cersei and the second they took, to. I mean, it's, she true. was reaching for power, and she saw mm-hmm. the High Sparrow as an opportunity or as a tool to get that power. But with Tywin still in the picture, she would have never had to reach no. out for power like that. And so, Marjorie, spoiler alert: Marjorie could still be alive. Yeah. yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. yeah. And imagine too, if like even if the Sept or the High Sparrow did get that high, right? 
and he did take them prisoner. Unlike Tommen, Tywin would have had the balls to go in there cutting oh, yeah. throats. Because oh. remember when Tommen all shows all up in the entire Kingsguard? He no just... one fucks with the Lannisters. Right? Exactly. Exactly. I think. Yeah. I think I agree with that. Are you? You're feeling the wine. <laughs> She's like, no one fucks with the Lannisters. <laughs> and you Chill know what? Lannister Fuck you too. <laughs> um, okay, so I think. First of all, let me preface it with this. I think that Tywin dying was great for the show. Because the two, yeah. stuff would have been too stable. Is that, that's how he dies in the books, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, same same thing. Tyrion maxed him up pretty good. Yeah. Um, hmm. But let me say this, though. I think Tywin would have had the same impact on Joffrey had he not been busy with the war. If Tywin's present there, oh, yeah. I think... Joffrey's I, I disagree. I think Joffrey's temperament is too different from Thomas. I think Joffrey still is... He's still... If he wants something, he'll do it. Now, you did see him whip Joffrey into shape a little bit. Well, a lot of bit. I guess... Like, Ned dude, probably isn't dude, dead if, if Tywin's if Ty- there. If, if Tywin's not in the field and is... Ned doesn't die. At court, Ned doesn't die. That's true. None of that shit escalates to the point that it did. I think Joffrey, though, eventually gets to a point so, where he though. stops being scared. I think Joffrey's the kind of kid Does who... Does Tywin have the authority to be like... Like, once Joffrey is like, oh, kill No, if Joffrey said kill Tywin, Tywin technically cannot stop him, but he is the financier of most of these guys. Well, let's keep in mind, though, Joff, Joff was not of ruling age at that point. As soon as Robert died, Robert named Ned Lord Protector of the, of the Realm until Joffrey came of age. And then so, that's when he appointed Stannis, when Ned kind of did that little Stannis but, but, switcheroo. But yeah. you, you got to let me finish. Uh, so my point is, if Tywin's in court, he becomes Lord Protector of the Realm, which gives him authority over what Joffrey says. Oh, so Ned so doesn't he wasn't, die. Yeah, he wasn't there for that. Right, I'm saying though later on though, I think Joffrey on, eventually yeah. gets tired. If, if I think if Joffrey's told no enough, like I think eventually he's the kind of mentality yeah. where he says, "I'll just kill you." I think he, he slaps his very... own mom at one point, or she slaps him, and he says, "If you do that again, I'll, I'll cut off your fucking it. hand." Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I think he would have had a very similar reign to the Mad King. Like everything was good at first, and then he just like started spiraling, spiraling out of control yeah. at the end. I think Tywin and Tommen would have been just great. Delayed the inevitable. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think Tywin and Tommen though would have been great for the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think so, too. You get that little salt and pepper, that little bitter and sweet, you know, <laughs> a little sweet and salty. Yeah, and Tom, like, I mean, I think the small folk would just love Tom and too, because they yeah. already love Marjorie anyway. Mm-hmm. So, they would have been such, like, a cute power couple. They yeah. would have. She's, like, 30 and beautiful. He's 12, an up-and-comer. Mm-hmm. It's like, and you know... it's just lucky as fuck, too. That yeah. literally... <laughs> honestly, like, at least, do you, at least he died happy. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> did it? I think he was very, very sad and depressed. But he, yeah. but he still like banged Marjorie, <laughs> right? Yeah, and she went out with a bang too. Huh? That's true. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, funny hey. hey. episode because <laughs> of explosions. Oh, all right. Spoiler. Oh, boo! Spoiler, Spoiler, dude. Come on. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you should add in at the very beginning before you do anything. Like, there's Spoiler a lot of spoilers in here. We, we, <laughs> we might as well just add that to our description on the on the on yeah. the, like iTunes. Just we like, might as well just put that in the intro music. <laughs> I'll I'll send it to the producer spoiler, and be like, yo, spoiler, I'll send it to the old producer and be like, can you really quick? Hey, long time no see. Can you edit this in? Get back to me. Oh man. Hey, how you doing? Hey, hey there, bud. Need a favor, partner. <laughs> what is that? Uh, the meme. Thanks for coming along, partner. partner. 
Uh, all right, next wow, segment. Wow, the land of make-believe. You blew it. Um, fan favorite oh, segment. I think this is the highest rated segment, according to the uh, our tortograph. Our tortograph, our tortograph does show. That this is the highest rated Lowest segment. rated, Westeros History Minute. Fake but news. this month alone, That's it's the news. highest rated. That's fake news. Really? Uh, well, all right. <laughs> all right, you blew it. So I'll lead us off here. Mine was when... <laughs> We're having production issues here. We'll, we'll edit that out. <laughs> this has been a mess. It's because we've had too much wine. Yeah. I think the glasses have been No, added. the problem was you, people are peeing in the basement. People. Okay. People. <laughs> <laughs> My human dog. She is yeah. a satiate human being. Yeah, I, I show That's all the real course. problem. I got yeah. to sit through traffic just to have people peeing you in our studio. You still that I let her down here. The first thing she did was step on his iPad. Yeah. Like, she's like, yeah. All right, so my your bullet was uh, when Arya tries to kill the Hound. It's fucking people, and just <laughs> it just it just fails miserably. So she stabs him, and her she little pokes sword, him. yeah, the little sword doesn't go through the armor. So uh, nice try, but Arya Stark. You blew it. You blew it. You blew it, Cassie. All right, mine. Uh, my you blew it was Brast. Uh, you could see him in the episode, like, taunting Ghost. Uh, he's, like, pouring out the water yeah. like a thirsty boy. Yeah. And Not cool. when everything is said and done, and ever, they, uh, what's the name of the place they... Crasher's Keep. Yeah, when they, like, attack Crasher's Keep, and mm-hmm. he, he runs his. away, because they even say, like, oh, there's 11 of them, whereas this is only 10, where's the last one? You see him running, and then he stops and sees Ghost's cage is open, and he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. He so you blew it. You fucking you blew, blew it. it. Yeah, he's making, he's not giving, he get, he like has water and goes just like super thirsty yeah. and he like pours it out mm-hmm. and it's like not cool to do that to people. Um, yeah, people. My you blew it is Daenerys and this is, this is a tough choice because you know I love Daenerys but when she crucifies the masters, uh, I think that was a bad decision. Uh, I agreed with it too but I still think it was a bad decision when you take it in like how it affects the rest of her rule of marine. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was a bad choice for her because they do, um, Use it to rally against her. So it was a blue job. Uh, so, uh, Daenerys? You blew it. You blew it. Also, sorry. Um, sorry. while we're on the I'm topic sorry, I'm of... very sorry, Daenerys. I'm, I mean, it's, it was a tough <laughs> choice. It was a tough choice. I mean, what decision do you make? As we're on the Danny topic, I think, for you specifically, okay. this is peak Danny <laughs> hotness, I think. Like, when she's in Marine, the outfits, like, she's just basically just wearing silk gowns the whole time. Oh, she's, yeah. yeah this yeah. is, like, the top of her game. That one that's yeah. infamous where it's, like, woven all over the place. Yeah. And she, in the books, it's, like, Marine fashion, Marinese fashion to wear, like, a gown with one titty out. So, like, oh. if they had done that in the show, you Damn. probably... Wow. You see, that's why the show just doesn't get well, it. You Also, it. in the books, like, Masandi and Daenerys hook up. Yeah. Really? Yeah, oh, bring me that. Yeah, it's great. Well, she so Danny basically uses her like handmaidens and retainers to like masturbate with essentially. So like, damn, they'll like they'll like play with her. Yeah, we understand how it works. <laughs> yeah. So in case you guys didn't know, so there's this thing called. No, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> Please do. <No. laughs> I'm here to. I'm here to learn. <laughs> but yeah, so she does it. She does it with. Um, uh, who was the one who betrayed her? It was oh, uh, the body, Daraya. Yeah, yeah, she does it with Daraya a lot. She does it with the two um, Masandi. With Masandi, she does it with the two. Uh, um, shoot, my brain isn't working today. Two Garrett girls. The um, 
The Dothraki chicks. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, it is known. Yeah. It is known. She was like, yeah, well, how about this? How, how known is I'll this? Show you what's known. Yeah, why well, you show me? And if you gave me, like, an endless loop of her and Masandi hooking up with Jon Snow in the background sword fighting, I could die happy. A, a, a compilation? Oh, how, what do you think Jon jags it with? Because he definitely does it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think I mean, we ask the important questions on yeah. Thrones. Yeah. Let's let's get to the let's get to the bottom of this. No. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, he definitely thinks about Agrid every time. I know stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think his finisher is? Rock bottom, people's elbow. Oh no. So next segment. Um, important we'll questions. We'll find George R. R. Martin to date. Um, I'll lead us off here because I think mine is probably the best one of all time that I've ever had ever. Yeah, okay, um, I thought you were gonna say best one of all time of our podcast. Shouldn't you save like, it for wow. last, son? So yeah, we want to. Like, cl- oh. we you're our closer. Here. Okay, all right. Yeah, you okay. Can close it. All right. Yeah. So which one uh, do you guys want to lead off then? Cass, you want to go first? Um, because yours had, is the worst. <laughs> yeah, mine's the worst. Um, I had Roz from Monsters Inc. <laughs> <laughs> George. <laughs> Alright, so please elaborate. Alright, so mine is the worst. <laughs> George. George. Just because just she says... You gotta finish your book, George. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's good. Right, no, that's good, no actually. Elaboration. I just thought, thought they'd be a great couple. That's all we need. That's all we need. I almost upchucked wine. Upchucked. You know what I just realized here? is This is a whole thing. Uh. Oh, shit. Oh, you guys have been re-pouring and shit. No, not you guys. <laughs> oh, this girl over here so just... good. This girl just chugged a, gl- a I bottle. Know, let's let the record be shown here. I didn't just chug a bottle of wine, guys. It was here, and now it's not. We, we, got, we got our inner Cersei going. I'm we got it. our inner Cersei. Cersei. Oh, yeah. This is Game of Thrones stuff, right? It is Game of oh, Thrones yeah. stuff. That was, we that drink was, and we know things. This is the most yeah. impressive thing that's happened on this podcast, <laughs> is the disappearance. So well, we also had a person peeing in here earlier. It was a dog. An old person. It was a dog. A I can't forget that. that. She's an old dog. all fours. All right? You've known her for a long time. Well, She's a good girl. Well, don't bring her age into this, dude. She's yeah. a person. Jeez. She's not. <laughs> um, so she my George feelings. date is uh, its a guy who's hot right now, and he's back in a big way. Uh, he's a handsome fella. Oh. And, uh, and George loves t- twists and characters changing over time. And this guy was a pretty twisty dude. His character changed a lot. He can be a little rough with George, which is fun. Uh, Ted Bundy. Oh. He's back. Oh. Scary dude. Scary dude. Bad boy. See, um, initially when you said twist, I thought you were going to say M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan would have been a good one. That would have been a good one. Ooh, next week, maybe. maybe. Uh, Bunny, I didn't realize until I watched that documentary on Netflix how slippery he was. He was. He escaped jail twice. Yeah. And then when he was recaught in Florida, they uh, almost let him go, but they didn't because... The second time he escaped was for like months. Yeah. yeah. He went to Florida time. and he killed a bunch yeah. of women there. Yeah. He like was like, he got to Florida and he's like, I'm going to retire. And then he got that itch. He's like, yeah, no, maybe not. And he killed a bunch of women. And when they caught him, they caught him for like eluding arrest and stealing a car. They had no clue who he was. And he gave him a name. And they were like, okay. And they were about to let him go, but the name didn't come back. So like, what's your name? And he just wouldn't tell them his name. Which, what a, what, he just, at that point, he's like, I just give it a shot. Uh, Schmedge Slundy. And then it turned out to be Ted Bundy. And he was yeah. found guilty, of course, of 30 plus murders, I believe. Yikes. And uh, sentenced to death. And he died in 1980 by, uh, I believe, electrocution. Which he deserved. Yeah, he's a bad boy. And right, uh, so Ted Bundy, because he's back. Uh, some of my backs have not been great. I did Roseanne because she was back. She went away really For a quickly. Minute, yeah. Yeah. I believe I once chose Laura Bush because she was single. Well, <laughs> let's hope this one's not great up. either because 
He's being so glorified in the social medias. It's killing me, dude. This Zac Efron movie looks like total shit. Uh, Hollywood is Hollywooding all over it where they're trying to make him a sympathetic character. He wasn't. He was a loser. He was sad that he was a loser, so he killed people. And he Uh, lied about it, too. He lied about it. I've only seen the first episode of the Ted Bundy thing. And when he's talking to, what was it, a therapist that went to see Uh, him? A reporter. A reporter, yeah. And he's like, oh, I had all these friends. I was so popular. And then it pans to someone else. And they're like, yeah, he was a fucking loser. (laughs) Years years later, he told the truth. Years later, like right before the lethal injection, or I'm sorry, the electric chair, he told the truth. the, The interviewer... Okay, so spoiler alert if you haven't seen this, but it happened years ago, so whatever. The yeah. interviewer um, switched it into third person, so he kind of changed around and be like, okay, so like I know you didn't do this, but imagine this guy who killed these 30 people. Like, How would he do it? What would be his motives and stuff? And then I guess Ted just like went off in, into super detail yeah. Yeah. Um, from the third person. I think uh, it's interesting documentary. Check it out. It's on Netflix. Uh, but it, it, more about the Zac Efron thing too. Ted Bundy had like a horrendous unibrow, and Zac Efron does not have it at all in the trailer. So they're definitely that's glorifying him. He's got the Zac Efron six pack, and it's like that's not how Ted Bundy really looked. Yeah, yeah. that's High one of those musical. movies where it says like based on true events in the beginning, and then it, there's maybe like one true thing that happens. Yeah. If you see the Zac His Efron name movie, was Ted Bundy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> if at any point you watch the Zac Efron movie and you think, oh, I feel bad for Ted Bundy, then the movie sucks because that's not how you should feel at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so mine is Andy King. He's, uh... He's, and who is Andy King? So Andy King is actually, like, trending. Well, he Another was documentary trending. boy. He was, yeah, so he was from uh, the Firefest documentary on Netflix, and he was kind of in a pickle because they had these water tankers <laughs> that had to come in, and Customs was holding them up, so Billy McFarlane, being the stand-up guy that he is calls Andy up. He's like, hey, you know, I know you're gay, so, like, you're gonna have to take one for the team here. Would you be willing to go down to the customs office and suck a dick so we can get the water for the festival? And now, was that part of Billy's deal with the guy? Yeah, I, well, or was he just saying to this dude like, "Be ready to suck a I, dick"? I think it, I think like the customs officer said like, "Well, like because Billy obviously couldn't pay, and then the customs officer was probably just like fucking around. It's like, yeah, I guess you yeah. had to send someone down to suck my and dick." And Billy does seem a little dense in the head. Yeah, so he's <laughs> like, oh fuck. He's like, "All right, deal." Shit. <laughs> So, anyways, Billy asked Andy to do it, and Andy, being the stand-up guy that he is, that's not actual sarcasm. He was, he seemed like a pretty solid dude. Yeah, he was honest uh, in, the, in, the, in the documentary. Yeah, and he goes, he's like, yeah, I went home, brushed my teeth, used some mouthwash. Yeah. <laughs> Took a little shower. Showed up at the customs office fully prepared he to He has, like, an ascot, and he's got, like, his finest wardrobe on. He's got yeah. gloves on. Yeah, so, basically... Um, Andy King just is willing to go above and beyond to get the job done, and I think George could use a lot of that enthusiasm yeah. um, to get his books written. And if Andy has to, you know, maybe get some water out of customs to do it, then yeah. we'll get that book finished. He's got his dick sucking gloves on. <laughs> He's got so those... we got we got visual verification that Cash is back home. Cash's dog made been, it home, he and he looks up. great. He looks yeah. great. Did he get a bath? He get the works? He got the works. He got a nail trim. He got a bath. His oh, ears nice. clean. That's a cute dog. That's a great person. <laughs> great, a great person. person. Um, um, it's unnecessary titties. Unnecessary tats, man. I'll lead us off here. Lead us um, off. Yeah, lead off. Mine was when Bran and company got uh, captured and they their sneaky plan failed. And the mutineers were just fucking with Hodor and they are like surrounding him and like stabbing him with spears and stuff. That was pretty mean and unnecessary. 
I agree. That is unnecessary titties. Cassie, do you got unnecessary titties? Uh, my unnecessary titties was not that John uh, killed Carl, but the way he did it. Like, first of all, that one chick saved John's life yeah. we oh, yeah. were talking about. Yeah. Like, no he doubt. would have been real dead oh, yeah. if she didn't do anything about it. <laughs> real dead. Real, real dead. dead. Real dead. This but time. the fact that he's like about to like cut up this chick and John just stabs him through the back of the head yeah. and the sword goes out the yeah. mouth. Like that poor girl was like, oh, oh, oh fuck. Yeah. She like, like couldn't talk after. Stabbed him like in the back or yeah. something. She was like weird flex. But he definitely deserved to go out like that. that oh. dude John was, yeah. John loved Lord Mormont. Lord Commander Mormont. Yeah. And that guy killed Lord Commander Mormont. So I think he took it personally and I think he wanted him to because that probably was like, it probably was an insta-kill but he probably like had that eight minute brain thing where he like felt it. I guess, but even, like, when John and Carl are fighting, he's like, oh, you fight with honor and stuff. It's like, if you're going to fight with honor, you think you'd, like, kill with honor? I don't know. That's true. That's That's true? That's not John's style. That's true. But I feel like Carl deserved it. Yeah. I would have stabbed. Oh, yeah. him. I would have stabbed. Well, him. you would have crucified him with those with those slave masks. No, I would have. I would have fed him his hair. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I do. Um, my unnecessary titties. For me, my unnecessary tittles. T- tittles. tittles. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Tittlesworth tittles. of House Unnecessaryington. Yeah, I love tittles. Uh, my unnecessary titties for me is uh, Liza's level of horny. Uh, her level of horny started the war between oh. the Starks and the Lannisters. <laughs> I didn't her, even think about her, that. She was so horny, she poisoned her husband. She was so horny, she wrote a fake letter to Ned and Kat saying that her husband was killed by the Lannister. She was so horny that she tried to kill Tyrion Lannister. And she was so horny uh, that she just did all this lying. All for Peter. Yeah. She did it all for Peter. Uh, and, 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 he, and she fucked so loud. And there's no way his dick game is that good. <laughs> so well, I don't know. He hangs out with prostitutes all day. I mean, true. Oh, that's true. Remember that scene? He that probably infamous just, scene. Like pictures her just enough to be like cat. So like, yeah, yeah actually true. So, if he's if he's behind her, you just see the red the, hair. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely a face in the pillow scenario. <laughs> yeah, sure. his face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So next segment. Oh, Sata. I mean, li- I mean, Cat Liza. What's your fucking name? Oh, I don't remember your name. Oh, that explains why Liza got so jealous when she yeah. met with Sansa afterwards. He's like, my dick is a ladder. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. That was, right. that was good. Um, so where trial by combat. Oh shit. Um, this is where you you take the floor. I'm gonna pull you here and take some. Yeah. Take some. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Let me get my hoodie up right. Wait, did we have anything after trial by combat? No. Did, did I skip something? Why? Do you have details prepared? I feel like we should touch more on this Brienne and Jamie thing. I don't know. They're we were talking about it beforehand, but it's just such a... I don't know. Like, when Cersei like calls her out and stuff. I don't know. Uh, I mean, Brienne definitely has a huge I think huge she has crush. a huge crush yeah. on Jamie. Jamie. Do you think Jamie has feelings for her, though? I think so. I think it's more... I think Jamie's feelings for her are more of like a... Like a best friend sort of deal. I, think, I don't know. I th- in my opinion, I think Brienne's friend zoned by Jamie. Do you remember when he gets in the tub with her? Yeah. It's not like he was popping boners or anything. Oh, I'm sure he had a boner. No, he was, okay. he was passing out, dude. You can't get a boner while you're passing out. <laughs> Do we <laughs> like that? <laughs> That's just science. I feel like, but when you wake up, though, <laughs> I feel like Jamie could have feelings for Brienne. I I think he would. He like realizes the person she is. And, like, she's a woman of honor, and, like, she's such a good girl. Oh, she's a good girl. She's a good girl. <laughs> and then, like, he sees crazy, bis- 
crazy bitch Cersei, and he's like, well, Brienne yeah. is such a good girl, and like, but I'm in love with my sister, who also happens to be this bad girl. psycho. Yeah, really bad girl. <laughs> I can like I I think that Jamie definitely wants to have a lot of Brienne's characteristics. Mm-hmm. Like I think Brienne plays an integral role of his character arc and like how he changes and how oh, he wants to be. Oh, do you think it's more of a self-reflection for him that he? I think there is a like physical her? attraction, in my opinion. Really, I think in the next season. Yeah, everyone wants her to end up with Torment. I would rather she ends up with Jamie. Beautiful little blonde would, babies. Yeah, I think she would make Jamie a good man. I mean, Jamie is like a good guy. No, yeah. His biggest mistake, well, maybe not his, well, one of them is still to this day is episode one, man. He pushes Bran out that fucking But he window. did that for love. Like, he didn't do that because he wanted to, like, actually push a child out of a window. That's true. Well, say that, tell that to Bran's legs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so my trial by combat this week. So my, my show this week, Chris, ties two amazing things together that we both love, which is Game of Thrones and the Fire Festival, but oh, with a little man. twist. It's a it's like, you know, the show The Bachelor and Bachelorette? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a Bachelor-esque show. Oh, dude, I saw Colton, The Bachelor, um, yesterday at the gala. At the really? Oh. Did, he, gala. did he choose yeah. someone? Um, he did. He, did. Have a bunch of roses he did, but he's not allowed to like go out with them or anything. He's, he's got not like allowed an to like, say anything until, until the show, show is done. Yeah, you should have put him in like a little like you know when you so used to like squeeze it? someone's arm like this. Well, I didn't really care, but like Sarah, my girlfriend, like the first thing she did when she met him was like, okay, so like who'd you end up with? I was like, Sarah, where do like yeah. where do I like, come off? Like you're just like I don't know. He'd probably get to ask that all like the that, time. That'd be like me, like, if I met MJ for the first time, being like, yo, like, would you beat LeBron in a one-on-one? Like, or like, hey. like, if you met any of the Game of Thrones cast, like, can I see your script right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Except to be like, 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 can I see your toes? <laughs> 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 or, yeah, like, if you're with MJ and you're like, so you retired not because of baseball, but because you gambled and the league was going to suspend you, so instead you just took two years off? Because that's a real rumor. Yeah. That he gambled on games. Yikes. Stay woke, MJ. You might be fooling the others, but you aren't fooling me. But you you are the GOAT. Yeah. I love you. I would never say anything bad about so that's Deep Thrones Fest. Deep Thrones Fest. Oh, yeah. So, uh, the Fire Festival with a twist. It's a bachelorette show where women compete in, th- in throne-styled competitions on Great Exuma Island, tying it all together. Uh, and it's hosted by Ja Rule and Billy from prison via Skype. And uh, so the judges for this competition ja are Prince Oberyn and Tywin. And the third judge is the man who is the bachelor whose love is on the line, Padrick. And it's called Squire. Oh. It's called Squire Fest. Nice. Yeah, like a little fun. And, <laughs> Squire uh, Fest. And Padrick eliminates with a Y though, right? Like there's no there's no Squire UI. Fest, yeah. There's no UI. It's it's S Q Y R E. Yeah, there you yeah. go. And uh, he eliminates women by pouring them wine. And if the glass has the strangler in it, they're eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And just for shits and gigs, even though this has nothing to do with the show and Billy is just a host, I'm going to make him fraud a bunch of investors just so that we tack on more time to that right. sentence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can, yeah. And he's going to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to get out. And I'm like, no, you fraud people. Dude, Billy never wants to get out. The first thing he did when he got out on bail was fraud more people. Like, it's like his really? thing. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great. He's oh, yeah. a little fraudy boy. <laughs> he's, just, he's, yeah. a naughty, he's a naughty fraud boy. Naughty, naughty fraud. fraudy. Naughty uh, fraudy. I want to piggyback off this and I want, we're going we're gonna to make a, a Deep Thrones Fest. Okay. I'm down, but and we have down. to. We should have folks over for the episodes to view. Yeah, yeah, the viewing party would be fun. Just the folks, just yeah. good folks. And yeah. but the thing is, is like then they can listen to us like a live recording of the podcast. They can sit in and listen to us, and, and just destroy our views. The only thing is, we're gonna have to clean up all the people before they come over. <laughs> <laughs> 
That is true. All the pee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and when, I, depending on the excitement of the episode, I might shit and fart and came <laughs> and peed. Um, so yeah, so be, listeners, be on the lookout for D Thrones Fest 2020. It's gonna be. Uh, it is. It is a year away. It's gonna be. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a year away. We won't start preparing for it till like four months before. Yeah. Um, we're gonna. We're gonna. Well, Deep Thrones Press 2020 is actually. It's like three months from now. And but it's like when you release Madden, how it's always the next oh, year. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's what we're doing. We'll get we'll get Kendall Jenner on board. Um, we're gonna get. And if not her, we'll get someone that we call Kendall Jenner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Do we'll, you guys have any friends that you call Kendall Jenner? Ah, uh, yeah. Brendan sometimes. Brendan. Brendan. Yeah, we'll call Brendan. Brendel Jenner. <laughs> Brendan Jenner. <laughs> Brendan's gonna be our Andy King though. If we need, if we get, he'll suck any dick. Yeah, if we get caught up, uh, we're gonna we're... get catering for Bona Beef, and he's gonna go there and suck everybody's dick in the, <laughs> in the restaurant. In the restaurant, guests, workers, we're gonna get Ja Rule. We, yeah, Ja Rule's on board for it's sure. It's murder. <laughs> Um, it sounded just like a thank you. We'll I appreciate get, it. We'll buy some drug lords island that has no infrastructure on it at all. And, and even though we can't afford a drug lords island, we'll just we'll just buy like one of our pot dealer from high school's like beat up shanty car. <laughs> <laughs> or or we'll just like rent. We'll rent the car, and then he's just like, yeah, you can lease it as long as you don't say my name. And then the first thing we're gonna do is say his name. Yeah, yeah. stinky Billy sold us this <laughs> car. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for Deep Thrones Fest. Yeah, um, you guys could just go to like film at some beach in like Indiana or yeah. something. Yeah, <laughs> Indiana. Not the even, dudes. not even a Chicago beach. Nope. <laughs> nope. Let's go to the Indiana Dunes. Yeah, oh, I love that. Hell yeah, get lost somewhere in the dunes. Lost in the sun. Come out, come out from like the mud pits. Yeah, just it, cover. It's our Blair Witch Project version of Deep Thrones, yeah. where we're like, if we don't survive. Amelia, I always loved you. We'll get, we'll have like all these headliners. We'll just say that like everyone's gonna be there, and just no one's gonna show up. Yeah, that's the goal. Except for a ton of. Except for the guests. It's, yeah, ton, what are they Gen Z now? We'll get a ton of Gen Z folks here. Gen Bieber. Whatever. Oh yeah, Gen we'll, Z. We'll say Fortnite's available in their tents. Oh, it's um, genius. And all of them will come. Well, and we'll say we'll be like a yeet. Yeah. And then we'll skip away. And then we'll yeah. be like oomph. Oomph, yeah, and we'll have Tide Pods and yeah, what else do like? Oh, that like ASMR stuff and like slime, yeah. Tamagotchi, sock and boppers. No, that's us. Oh, that's no, us. That's that was us. us. Yeah. That's us. Heelys. Heelys. We get a, Dude, we get a Heelys feel. To, yeah, tight. we get a feel to our generation too. Heelys were tight. I never had a pair. Listen, I had friends that had Heelys. If and you I ever, them if you so much. ever wanted to get your crush going, you just slide up on them in those Heelys in <laughs> uh, tall white socks. Nothing else. Those tube, those yeah. tube socks. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. All right. Shin socks. Right. Learning sock so boys. much. Sock boys. Slippery socks. Oh. Healy's Slippery Boys, indeed. Uh, nice. Yeah. All right. Well, well that's I, all I got. That's all I got. So, again, look out for that new format. Cassie, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Anytime. It was a fun one. Anytime. Chris, you got anything else? Um, we're excited to try out this new format, so it'll yeah, be cool. Keep listening. Keep sharing. We appreciate you guys. And, uh, Amelia, hit me up. I'm fully prepared to suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs>